podcast. Mm. Podcast. Podcast Opinion Central. Podcast. Hello, everybody. How are we doing today? I am going solo because, um, oh no, I just am. We're going solo today for this episode. There's one thing on this, on, on the list of topics that I need to talk about because I think it, it's probably been about a month since I said I've, I was going to talk about this. So we're, we're, we'll get to that. But I know usually when I do a solo podcast, I don't do a Reddit or would you rather, but I'm going to do both of those today. So this will be interesting for a solo, for a solo uh, episode. And I'm just going to get right into the, into the ask Reddit. This is asked by user dark matter seven, nine, three, five. And they ask, what is a basic computer skill you were shocked? Some people don't have. Now, the reason I chose this question is because I'm a very tech savvy person in terms of, I, I, I have a good general understanding of most things when it comes to technology. Obviously I'm not super, super intelligent on all the super complicated things you can do with it, but I, I have a good idea on how to fix things generally when it comes to electronics. And so this question's really interesting because I, I think I think the first thing that, that comes to mind, and this isn't, I'm not calling out anyone here. Uh, I'm kind of the family tech repair guy amongst my crew. I, I'm usually the one if our TV isn't working or if they're, one of my family members are having an issue with their phone, whatever it is. I'm usually the guy and I, I've accepted that responsibility and I'm not calling out my family members for not knowing how to use technology. But one thing that always kind of gets to me or not gets to me, but I'm always just shocked people don't try it. And you hear these stories. It was actually funny because uh, one of my classmates brought it up this past week, but it's basically the the fact that Turning on and off or turning off and on an electronic usually solves the problem. Whether it's with your computer or your phone or your tablet, your TV, usually just turning it off, fully off, and then turning it back on solves the issue. And my, like I said, my classmate, he, he, he brought up, he was the, uh, he's a, a, a tech assistant at, he, he, he works at the tech support he, he works at the tech support area on, on the OU campus. And uh, my professor was like, yeah, you said you, you were the tech guy, right? And he, he basically said, I mean, I generally just turn on and off electronics and that solves the problem. So I, so I don't know that much, but I, I, I am, I guess, the tech guy. Um, but it is, it is a little shocking uh, that people just don't try to turn on and off a device. That would solve so many Geek Squad calls, I'm telling you. If they just, <laughs> all right, power down, power back on. Um, as for, I, I mean, that's that's like the basic computer skill that generally shocks me in terms of being able to fix a device. 
Um, there's not everything else past that. I w I have a pretty decent understanding on why the, the the more technical stuff. I get why people wouldn't get it. I know in high school. I think this was senior year. I was in an Excel course, so Microsoft Excel spreadsheets, and we were learning functions and everything. And myself and Fanton, you all know who he is. He's been on the show before. We were the two gurus of that class. We we got it down. And so our, our other classmates always asked us for help, even for the simplest functions. And like I said, I, I'm not going to judge them for not knowing how to use functions in Excel. But to me, being someone who it just clicks with, it was just, it's just, it's so interesting seeing how different things are more difficult for certain people to understand. Because sure, I may be able to understand how to work a computer and, and work the functions and everything. And then another person, and, and so like I see people who don't know how to do that. I was like, okay, I mean, I get why you can't, but like still I'm, I'm able to do it so well. And then, you know, there's other people who excel so well in math. So I'm over here just struggling along taking math classes and they're just, oh yeah, you know, let me do the formula. Let me plug it into the calculator. There's the answer. And I, I try to put the answer or I try to put the formula in my calculator and I get an error. It's it's tough. Um, same goes with music. I mean, musicians are able to just, musicians of whatever instrument they know, they're able to just pick up that instrument, read some notes and play the instrument. And they would see anybody else as like, oh, you can't, you can't do that. You can't. I mean, look, it's, I mean, it's right there. It's right in front of you. Um, but yeah, and, and the thing with, with uh, computers, especially computers when it comes to technology, computers are some of the oldest technology in terms of they've been around. And I'm, I'm saying it, as, as for technology, I'm kind of just including computers, phones, tablets, technology that lets you browse the internet essentially. And uh Computers have been around since, I mean, the first computer came out in the 40s. That was the one they used uh, to break the German code. Uh, the I forget what the code was called. I'm, I'm not going to remember it. It's it's in The Imitation Game, which is a great film with Keira Knightley and Benedict Cumberbatch. But let's see, what, what code did the Germans use? It was... Enigma. Okay, I thought I I was thinking it might have been Enigma, but yeah, that was um Alan Tur the Alan Alan Turing, who who cracked that code. He essentially created the first computer to do it. Um, but yeah, computers have been around for a bit, but as technology kind of goes, it has progressed so much. You look at any any type of technology in the past hundred years, it's it's changed from night to day computers phones phones in the past 15 years tvs i i mean technology has been crazy i mean i i the the one big one and, and i've said this before on the, the podcast the one that i'm most excited for is vr where the oculus quest 2 is a honestly a pretty great vr system at 300 dollars. and you look at vr five years ago or eight years ago, and you couldn't get a VR headset without it being $800 plus, having a $1,200 PC that could run it. And now you can just get one for $300 and it's a standalone console. It's, I mean, it's incredible how, how technology evolves. Um, 
But with computers, it's because the, the thing with computers, everyone's used them. Any, every age range. And so you have people who, people like me, my generation, I'd say, are some of the, I'd say we're the most tech savvy generation in terms of we've grown, grown up through some of the biggest changes in technology, you know, the introduction of the smartphone and just the evolution of computers and gaming consoles and television, all that. So we've really learned to adapt to it and, and we've learned it well. While some of the older generations, they're kind of, they, they, they it's, it's harder to, to learn something new when you already know it one other way. So, for example, my grandmother has a smart TV, and it's—I mean, what do you? What would you expect? You—you—you you, you can't expect someone in their 80s to know how to work a, a smart television. It, and it, it does kind of suck because you can—you really a lot of TV now is smart in one way or another. So it is hard to get simplified versions of technology. Um. So, you know, I, I, I know when I visit her, I, I sometimes just have to change the input back to cable or something because she hit a wrong button. But, um, yeah, with computers, because they've been around for so long uh, and a lot of people have grown up with them, it's, I mean, everyone has a different understanding on how to use a computer. Uh, people who've grown up using Macs or Windows, that's obviously a big thing. But... Um, it's 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 very interesting, and I'm happy I'm able to to use it well, and and understand it enough to where I I generally don't have issues or I know how to fix them, but uh, yeah, I mean back back to the question. The the most shocking thing is usually when people just don't try to turn off and on a computer to solve a problem. It's yeah, I mean it, it's it's an interesting thing. I, I guess you usually you tend to not have to do that with a cell phone. To solve a problem, I mean, cell phones have far less issues than computers, I, I think. But normally, you don't even need to turn off and turn back on a cell phone. No, most people never do. Oh, like computers, I, I I turn off my my computer often, but cell phones you usually just let let run, um, and you usually are issue free. So it's you don't really think of it when it comes to a computer. Like, oh, maybe I <laughs> turn it off and back on. Maybe I'll fix something. Um, the only big issue with, with phones that I know of is when connection doesn't work or LTE, usually a restart of the phone would fix something like that. But anyway, yeah, that's, I guess that's what I got to say about the question. Uh, now on to the main, the main course of the episode. I, I don't know how long I'll talk about it, but I did say I was going to talk about it and I said I was going to talk about it for a Wednesday episode, but you know, we're going to give it the special treatment. Let it be, a, let it be on a Sunday and, uh. That's my my thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, so yes, for all of you who don't care about Marvel or superheroes or anything like that, you can uh, either stop listening now or you can try to skip ahead. I'm not going to timestamp when I'm done talking about it. I'm not going to put that much effort into this. But you can try to skip ahead to where I'm maybe not talking about it. Um, but yeah, so Spider-Man No Way Home came out about a month ago and... Uh, I obviously really liked it. I think it's the best overall Spider-Man film just because, and I'm, I'm going to say this now as well, there are going to be spoilers here. So also if you don't want to hear spoilers, don't listen. But 
I think it was the best Spider-Man film because just the the nostalgia that it collected by including past villains and heroes and it just did a really good job at bringing all the Spider-Men together and creating something that not only was nostalgia filled, but had a good story. A lot of issues now these days with bringing back characters for nostalgia is it's done very poorly in the story. Just, it just messes up the story. While for the case of Spider-Man, it was done to a degree where it was good enough, where it didn't feel like they were just getting thrown in there. And it doesn't feel like they're they're just showing up just to show up. I, I remember uh, when Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire came back as Spider-Man, I kind of thought they were going to show up for the final battle and that would be it. But no, they, they show up and they play supporting characters for a direct second half of the film. Um, so I thought in that way and the way they introduced the villains and, and fleshed them out even more, fleshed out the Spider-Men even more, I thought that they did it excellently. Um, I did uh, obviously, and, and this is kind of where I stand with Spider-Man. I, I love Spider-Man. Uh, he's probably my, he's really Spider-Man and the, the multiple heroes and villains that associate with Spider-Man is the really only thing about Marvel that I care about anymore. Um, so obviously the Dr. Strange being in, in the film and all the magic that takes place, I obviously wasn't all excited for so when dr strange disappears early in the film so from the point that dr strange disappears to the point where he reappears that part where he's not present in the film really enjoyed and it's not that i didn't enjoy the parts that he was in I, like i said they they did the story well enough um it just the magic bit always is like oh, okay there's magic now again but i i i really just enjoyed watching all the three spider-men interact tell their stories uh, you know, hearing that Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, he straight up said he stopped pulling his punches, which probably means he started killing people after Gwen Stacy died, which is dark to think about. Um, and Toby says, oh, you know, I'm making it work with MJ, which is great to hear. So it was really cool to hear their stories more fleshed out. And obviously they all, all the, all those, the past Spider-Man and the villains had a redemption. So obviously the goal was secure the villains, which happened by the end of the film. And and the Spider-Men had resolving stories. So, you know, Toby got to cure Green Goblin, who, you know, he killed and he probably felt terrible about it. And he got to cure Doc Ock and, and Sandman. So he got to resolve that. And Andrew Garfield, obviously he got to fix the lizard and electric man, Electro, Jamie Foxx. Um, but more importantly, he got to catch MJ for... Tom Holland's Peter Parker, which obviously he wasn't able to do for his Gwen Stacy. So that was a really powerful moment. Um, so it was just really cool. They, it, Like I said, they just did such a good job at integrating everything into this film. Just an excellent job. Um, I think – also, I do need to bring this up because this, this was <laughs> – so obviously I, I was excited for this more than other people. But Charlie Cox returns as Daredevil in this for about – five minutes um and he has this really cool scene where he's at a table talking with aunt may peter and happy hogan and a brick is thrown through the window and peter's obviously his spider senses he doesn't know it because you know they're spider senses so he doesn't really know what's going to happen or when it's going to happen but he is having reflexes to where he would catch the brick but obviously matt murdoch daredevil he 
you know, he's blind, so his senses are all enhanced. He just catches, backhandedly catches the brick before Peter does. It's the coolest scene. And and then Peter's like, uh, how'd you do that? And he, he just goes, yeah, I'm a really good lawyer. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, obviously, and that just has me all more excited for more Daredevil and Marvel because he's probably my favorite hero. Um, and it was... I, I, I mean, he is such a daredevil. And, and they brought back the kingpin, uh, Vince D'Onofrio, I think is his name, in the Hawkeye show. So two of the daredevil characters from the Netflix show have returned. Um, so obviously, yeah, I'm really excited. And apparently Daredevil's going to show up in other shows and hopefully get a revival of his own show. Uh, but I'm honestly really excited to see more Daredevil. And I, I mean, he is such an interesting, complex character. Uh, you know, not only being this superhero who's trying to, to defend people and he has a strong moral code of, I don't want to kill anybody. And, and that obviously he's put in situations where it would be easier for him, but that moral code and, you know, his religion of being a Catholic and it's, it's, it's so, he's such a cool character. I, I really like him. Um, so I was happy to see he's back. That's, I mean, that's all I'll say about that. And it's the same actor. Charlie Cox is excellent. That, when you say perfect typecasting, Charlie Cox was a perfect cast as as Daredevil. Charlie, ugh, it's so good. I'm sorry. I'm I'm fanning out over a five minute scene in a two hour, two and a half hour movie. Um, as for the other Spider Man, I think Peter's story resolves in a very interesting way, where nobody knows who he is anymore. So I I I like how they kind of reset it in the sense of no one's gonna know who Spider Man is. So it's back to that having that secret identity, which is one of the things that makes Spider Man really cool and interesting. Um, so I am interested to see what they do with him moving on. But more importantly, now I don't really know if they'll do anything with Tobey Maguire's Spider Man from here on out. They might, but <laughs> I was talking with one of my friends and we both were like, you know, Andrew Garfield. I think he stole the show. He was the most. He looks like he put in the most work and effort and energy into his portrayal of Spider-Man. And that's great. I, I thought people gave Andrew Garfield way too much crap for, for his portrayal of Spider-Man. It was more so he didn't have a good script to work with. Because Andrew Garfield's also clearly the best actor out of those three. I mean, you take him in Hacksaw Ridge or uh, The Social Network. I mean, he's an excellent actor. But anyway, uh, I, I, I said... He was probably really excited to come back, and I'm sure Toby was too, but the joke I kind of make is Toby was like, are you kidding me? Bringing me back into acting just to, to play Spider-Man again? Give me my check and I'll be done. Because he, he hasn't really been acting much anymore. So, But it's, I mean, it's a joke. But it, I don't know if I expect to see him anymore, Toby's. And if he does show up, that's awesome. But if not, I'm not really too – I don't care too much. Now for Andrew, I think he will come back, and I want him to come back. Because A, he is really enthusiastic and he, he loves the character. So that's awesome. But B, it's pretty much set up that he's in the Sony universe of Spider-Man. So obviously there's different universes now. And there's Tom Holland in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Spider-Man with Iron Man and the Avengers and all that. And then there's the Sony-verse where movies like the new movie coming out is Morbius. That's going to come out. That's in the Sony-verse. Venom and Venom 2 both in the Sony-verse. And what's really interesting is Oscorp is shown in the trailer for, for Morbius, and Morbius is in the same multi-universe as the Venom films because 
one of the quotes in the trailer for Morbius is, oh, we can't let what happened in San Francisco happen here. And basically what happened in San Francisco was Venom. <laughs> so so Eddie Brock, Tom Hardy as Venom, he's in San Francisco. He make, So they're talking about his actions in San Francisco. And even Dr. Morbius in the trailer goes, hey, I'm Venom. And he's like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm Dr. Morbius here to help you. So those two characters are in the same universe. And there's also in the trailer Morbius a trailer or not trailer, a, a poster of Spider-Man and graffitied on it is Murderer. Now that could obviously relate to Andrew Garfield saying he pulled his punches as Spider-Man. Um, also, there's there's the big point of this isn't Tobey Maguire's universe because there's already a Venom in his universe that he has fought in Spider-Man 3. Uh, whereas Venom is now being introduced into Tom Holland's spider-man universe this universe thing's very complex uh, i i hope i'm explaining it somewhat well but tom hardy at the end of venom 2 got teleported to the universe of tom holland's spider-man and at the end of tom holland's spider-man teleported back uh, and left a bit of venom with him or in a little bit of venom got stuck in the tom holland universe so venom is now in the tom holland universe but venom and eddie brock are back in their previous universe so it was kind of upsetting because between those two movies, Venom 2 came out and then Spider-Man and Tom, Har- Tom Hardy's Venom was only in the MCU for like two post credit scenes. So he didn't really do much other than leave a little bit of Venom. But he's back in his universe with Morbius and he's looking for Spider-Man. He said, oh, I want to go to New York and find the Spider-Man. And it's highly rumored that the Spider-Man in that universe is Andrew Garfield. Uh and I would really like to see that. I just want to see. I think Andrew could do great. Do an amazing Spider-Man three movie. Put him in the. Put him in the. Uh, Venom three. Uh, maybe who who knows? Maybe even have him in Morbius. Maybe he's going to be in Morbius. That comes out in a couple months. We don't know. Um, but people just want to see Spider-Man against Venom again because it's been since Spider-Man three that that happened. And Spider-Man three came out like fifteen years ago. So it's it's been some time. Um, but yeah, it's it's real uh, like they set up a lot with the film, and I'm I was very I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think I think that's all I gotta say. I think I finally <laughs> I said everything that needed to be said about the Spider-Man Noah Hillam film, um, and I am I am excited for more Spider-Man. Like I said, that's obviously other Marvel stuff I will watch, but when it's Spider-Man related, so when it includes Spider-Man or Daredevil, who's good friends with Spider-Man in the comics or Venom, who's his nemesis or Morbius, who's when it's included in the Spider-Man universe, I'm going to be interested. Um, It's kind of like how I am with DC uh, where sure there's Aquaman and, and the Superman's and Wonder Woman's. And I don't really care about all that, but if Batman's included, Oh, now you got my interest. So like the Batman coming out in March with Robert Pattinson. Oh, that looks so good. I there's rumors that the first screen runtime was about four hours. So we might get a three-hour Batman film uh, with Robert Pattinson That's basically looks like a psychological horror film. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. But yeah, Spider-Man, Batman, that's, that's, that's who I'll stick with because in my mind, uh, Spider-Man and the hero arsenal that he surrounds himself with are some of the coolest and his villains are really cool. And then Batman and the hero arsenal and villains that he associates with are very cool. Outside of that, in terms of the rest of the MCU or the rest of DC... I don't really care. I really don't. Um, 
I've out super superheroed myself over the past 10 years of Marvel. Um, the only things that pique my interest now are, like I said, Batman, Spider-Man, but also the, the cool, interesting takes on superheroes shows. So like Invincible or The Boys, those are, those are good as well. Um, anyway, take a deep breath after that one. Uh, next, next on the list, this is the only other topic that I have to talk about, but I went to go see the Cleveland Orchestra. Uh, and they were in collaboration with a group called Wind uh, uh, Windborn, I think. Uh, a band Windborn, I don't know, but the the Cleveland Philharmonic, along with a band, performed Queen music, and I went to go see it uh, with my dad and mom and sister, and it was incredible. So I. This was something we were supposed to go see in 2020. So this has been pushed back for two years and we finally got to go see it. So I was really happy about that. Um, but I was always under the impression that it was just gonna be the Philharmonic doing instrumental versions of Queen music. I did not expect a guitar, two guitarists, a bassist and a, and a lead guitarist, a drummer and a lead singer. I did not expect that. So my expectations were highly exceeded and it was incredible. The vocalist, uh, I, I, I know his name is Tony. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, tell you the, the last name. Uh, but he even, uh, auditioned and played a role in the We Will Rock You musical in the early 2000s and worked with Brian May and Roger Taylor. So he, he worked with those two band members prior to this. So he had knowledge and experience about the band. Um, his, he was, Pretty great vocally. Obviously, comparing him to Freddie Mercury is just unfair, but he was still really good, and the guitarists were both really good. The drummer was great. He had a whole solo bit. The, the keyboardist was great. And obviously, having the accompaniment of the Cleveland Philharmonic Orchestra just made it 10 times better. It was it was an awesome experience. And I got to say, one of the most like chilling parts that happened, so, so he did two things uh, that were really cool. He did the, the thing that Freddie Mercury did when he was in concert where he would sing something and you'd sing it back. He'd be like, uh, beat a Bobby, da 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 And then, you know, the, the, the crowd would respond with the same thing. And then he'd be like, ah, da 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 And then the crowd would respond. So he did that for another one, Bites the Dust, uh, as part of a bridge. And that was really cool. But what was, because you obviously hear the song and, and you've never experienced it. Not many people have experienced it this way, but We Will Rock You, done by a queen like as a queen tribute and a and a band with a auditorium full with people it well it wasn't an auditorium it was a theater uh a playhouse square up in cleveland but it was so cool doing the whole like stomp stomp clap with the whole crowd and it was it, it was it was really cool it was a really wild experience that i never thought i would have um so that that was also really cool, um, but yeah, no, it was. I don't know, just just seeing a queen, a, a queen going to a queen experience like that was really cool. And obviously, Queen has Queen is such a interesting group because you'll listen to their music and they have music that bounces all over the place. It it's the 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 
variety in their songs is is very very cool and and, and they got a lot of different sounds that they've had uh so it, it was it was a really fun time and i just wanted to talk about that for a little bit i wanted to tell you all about my experience seeing uh, the Cleveland Philharmonic do Queen. Um, anyway, so at the beginning of the episode, I said, although I normally don't do would you rather and Reddit questions, I was going to do both of those this episode. Already did the, the Reddit question. Uh, so now I'm going to do the would you rather. And you may be wondering, how, how are you doing this, Paul? Because normally you're the one that comes up with these. And you are correct. Uh, so I'm going to tell you. I basically... I typed in, would you rather question generator? And it brought me to the random word generator website where you could you know, generate a word or a noun or a verb, sentence, phrase, numbers. You just ran it. It's a website that randomly generates stuff. And they had a subsection where you could randomly generate would you rather questions. Now, I fully expect whatever I generate here to be uh, less... <sighs> I'll just say less creative than the ones I normally bake up because obviously the would you rather's that I come up with are are quite wild. Uh, you you might hear some of the ones I've come up with and be like, oh, that's I mean that's an interesting one. I expect these ones to be kind of uh, basic, but we're gonna we're gonna give it a go. So I'm I'm basically just I, I you, you go to randomwordgenerator.com slash would you rather questions and uh, I mean I'm there so I'm I'm gonna I, I'm. I clicked. I clicked generate random would you rather question. Here's here's the first one we got. I'll I'll probably do a couple of these because I feel like these will be easier to talk about than the ones I normally come up with. Would you rather have free coffee or free ice cream for the rest of your life? That's easy coffee. Because I drink coffee uh about every morning. And uh that that would be very nice. And if I had free ice cream for the rest of my life, I would get to the point where I'd be very, 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 very unhealthy. Um I could not do that to myself. See, the thing that holds me back from eating too much ice cream, and I will tell you, I have two pints of ice cream in my freezer right now. I have two pints of Jenny's ice cream, uh, the milkiest chocolate, and the darkest chocolate. So I got ice cream. The thing that's holding me back from uh, diving into a world of just ice cream is the fact that I have to pay for ice cream. So if I had free ice cream for the rest of my life in about three months I would overdose on too much sugar. I don't know. It just wouldn't be a good move. So I'm going to go with the free coffee. I don't even care if this free coffee is including the cappuccinos and the lattes and the frappe, all that fancy stuff. I just need a good solid black coffee. Um, so that's that's my answer to that question. All right, generate next one. Would you rather spend five years in prison or 20 years in a coma? Okay. Okay, so this one's a little interesting, right? Um, I think I would do, and, and my answer is going to be a little strange, but I would do five years in prison. A, because 20 years is a very long time. You're going to miss out on a lot. At least while I'm in prison, I would still be able to stay somewhat up to date on the times while 20-year coma, I mean, that's just a that's a big nap. You're taking a big nap there, and I, I don't... Yeah, I mean, I think you're just missing out on way too much in a coma. And this is kind of where I said it's going to be a little bit, a little bit weird. Uh, 
I also would kind of be interested in the prison experience. Now, I'm sure after a week, I'd be fully satisfied and be be uh, kind of desiring to get out. Uh, but a prison experience is at least an experience. Uh, and I, th- <laughs> I think that's more of an experience than sleeping for 20 years. Um, so yeah, I, I'll do the prison. Put me in, lock me up. <laughs> I don't know what I'm in there for. Maybe maybe it just says, chose it on a would you rather, but that, that's that's what I'd go with. Okay, we'll do, we'll do three more. We're going to do a total of five, all right? Would you rather stub your toe or get a paper cut? See, this is the kind of like boring questions uh, that I was kind of thinking I'd be getting. Um, here's the problem. I don't know if I've really ever stubbed my toe. I'm sure I have. I just don't remember it. I do, however, remember getting paper cuts. And so kind of basing it off of I know what a paper cut's like and have no idea what stubbing your toes like, I would go with the paper cut because just the the fact that I don't know what stubbing your toes like sounds like it could be a miserable experience. Sounds like I'm I'm not prepared for what might come my way. At least I know what I'm getting with a paper cut. So I'm going to go with a paper cut. That's that's what I go with. Paper cut. Paper cut. I'll just throw a, throw a Band-Aid on that and we'll, we'll be good. We'll be, we'll be solid. All right, next one. Would you rather eat steak? What is this? Would you rather eat steak with a spoon or soup with a fork? Okay, so you wouldn't even be able to like enjoy the soup with a fork unless it was like I don't know, unless it was like a really viscous soup, <laughs> but I would just, yeah, you like, yeah, I'd have to go with, with the, the steak with a spoon because at least I could attempt to eat it. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say you have to do it with one of the other. You can't cheat because obviously with a steak, I could just pick it up and eat it. And with the soup, I could just slurp it up. We're saying you have to fully commit to using one of these utensils here. And I think I would at least at least have a, a chance eating steak with a spoon. If if I, I'm choosing to lose if I go with fork with soup. I, I just lose there. So yeah, I mean I'm I'm doing I'm doing steak spoon. Spoon I'm gonna spoon the steak. Um, <laughs> next question. Okay. Would you rather go on a date where the person constantly humble brags or where the per where, or where they're constantly on their phone Ooh, those are both bad <laughs> i think oh no i mean there's not going to be a second date either way but if i had to go through one of them i'd go through the humble bragging because at least at least you're having some conversation the phone I, I, so I, I think I would get more annoyed with the phone than the humble bragging. I don't even know if I'd, I mean, I probably would be annoyed with the humble bragging. Like I said, I won't, there wouldn't be a second date, but I'd be able to tolerate the humble bragging. And at least you get conversation out of that. If they're on their phone, they're just going to be scrolling through TikTok the whole time. And, you know, I'm just going to be sitting there very awkwardly. Um, so yeah, I, I, the humble bragging one. Okay. Last one. I think this is the last one, right? Maybe we'll do two more, just so I know. Uh, would you rather be at a four-hour concert of a band you hate or a four-hour dinner with a person you dislike? So there's a flaw in this question already. 
there's not there's not really a band that I hate. I'm very open to all music. There may be music that I find less appealing than other music, but I think no matter the circumstance, I would still be able to find a way to enjoy or appreciate the music one way or another. Um, even if it is country. I can tolerate country now. I've, I've gotten better. Still won't choose to listen to it on my own, but if I'm there for four hours, I would be able to tolerate it. And I think I would find enjoyment in it still. I... Okay, a four-hour dinner with a person you just like, I wouldn't want to do that. If it's also four-hour dinner, that's a long dinner in the first place. Like, I, geez, I'm doing two hours at most, one and a half for just a normal dinner. So if we're talking four hours, okay. I Yeah, I would just go with the four-hour concert because even if it is a band that I quote-unquote hate, I would still find a way to enjoy it. Even if it's just me looking at how the dude's playing the guitar or I, I don't know. I, I, I know I'd be able to find a way to enjoy a four hour concert of a band that I supposedly hate, as opposed to me just being miserable for four hours, having dinner with a person I already don't like. All right. I, I, I think that's, that's a fair, fair answer. Okay. We're doing one final one. Cause I don't know if this was five or the next one's five. Uh, Oh, this, this one doesn't even, it didn't even finish. It just says, would you rather receive a guaranteed $250? Yes, I would. Okay. Next. Um, okay. Would you rather spend a year on an island with someone who never stopped talking or completely alone? Uh, um, depends on the person, I suppose. Cause here's the thing. I, I think I have a loophole here. Maybe if I'm with a good friend, we can just nonstop talk anyway. So, I mean, oh, well, I'll be trapped on the island with a good friend that I enjoy talking to, so we're just going to talk the whole time. Cool. Uh, if it's a random person, if, if this is a random person, maybe I get trapped on an island with a random person who just constantly nonstop talks. If I find the, the person to have, like, an annoying, I don't want this to sound rude, but, like, an annoying personality, I, I, I obviously would be, I'd rather be completely alone. But if they're a, mildly interesting person and sure even if they do talk nonstop, i i think this question doesn't <laughs> realize how important human interaction is now I, I i'll say this right off the bat i can go without human interaction for a week and be completely fine and happy but we're saying a whole year here that's like pushing insanity have you seen castaway <laughs> Uh, come on now. Come on now. You see how Tom Hanks gets. Um, so I think I think I would go with the person who never stop nonstop talking. And if I want to be alone for a bit, I just run to the other side of the island and hide for like a for a good nap or something. Or yeah, while the person is napping, I can have my alone time. I don't know. But it, it's not like we're spending every waking hour together anyway on this island. Like we'll I'll be like, hey, you go get some some food and I'm gonna fish. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, no, I would go with someone who, who never stopped talking. That's fine with me. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, there we have it. We used the random word, uh, would you rather question generator to get some very, uh, simple would you rather questions. Don't worry. Next week we return with another fun one. <laughs> Not that these weren't fun. These were okay. I'd say these were okay. Maybe we'll use them again someday. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I can't predict the future. Um, anyway, ladies and gents, thank you for tuning in today. 
listening to me ramble on about Spider-Man for a good bit there and then talking about technology for a good bit. They're a very nerdy episode, I must say. Uh, but thanks for sticking along to the end if, if you're here. Um, hope you all have a great week. Enjoy your day. Enjoy the weather, even if it's cold. I mean, you can still find some way to enjoy it, I suppose. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show, follow it, star it. Turn on the notification bell. Uh, rate it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It would be awesome and we'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, stay sticky, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>